Warning, what follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. They still call me Nick. I'm Zach. Welcome to We're in Feared, a barely educational podcast about global folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Are you familiar with a slight fright? Yes. An episode or topic that might be a little bit of a quickie. Mm-hmm. All right. That is our prelude. Okay. Dive in. You are a badass. Hell yeah. You look cool as hell. Fuck yeah. And you're going ripping on your motorcycle. Oh yeah. You're the coolest dude anybody freaking knows. Yeah, I am. You're right. You're riding around, being a cool guy. Yep. So manage yourself on a road. Mm-hmm. Going ripping. I got wraparound sunglasses on. Yeah. Describe yourself. Yeah. How cool you look right now? Uh, goatee. Cool. Good. Mm-hmm. Frosted tips. Love it. Like Gaffietti. Yeah. Good. I, I am. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> That's who I am. I am. You are Guy Fieri. <laughs> you're the coolest dude anyone knows. Your shirt's nothing but flames, and you're going Flavor to Flavor Town. Town. <laughs> Here I come. <laughs> well, you're driving around. It starts to rain, but you don't care about that. Nope. Even though maybe you should. I'm on the way to Flavor Town. No, there's no stops on the way to Flavor Town. Well, you should care, but you don't. And well. You're going to Flavortown. Mm-hmm. Like a bat out of hell. Like a bat out of hell. And as such, the universe rewards your careless, reckless, too cool attitude by having you slip, slide, and slam your head head first into a tree, mm-hmm. leaving an impression of your body and maybe part of your face in the said tree. You hit it pretty hard. Ow. You're dead. The glasses didn't help? The glasses did not help. In fact, they probably just got pushed through your skull, came out the back. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Guy Fieri wear his glass on the back of his head? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he does. You could look it up. I think it totally does. Not that you need to, but anyways, you're dead. But that doesn't necessarily mean you've left this earth. Anyways, not into motorcycles. Well, picture you this. What if instead of a bike, you were driving an especially ferocious Muscle car. Cool. Looking cool. Take your pick. What car? Same look. Same look. No, it's, yeah, same character. Same, you know, Guy Fieri adjacent character. What year is it? Um, You pick. Decide. Uh, 67 vet. Cool. Decent. What color? Fucking blaze orange. Amazing. <laughs> Any stripes? Any flames on it? It's got to have probably some flames. All flames. Put some flames, flames for sure. Yeah, put some flames for sure. I mean, you're going to Flavor Town, <laughs> riding the flames to Flavor Town. Anyways, take your pick. You're a cool guy, and I mean, the car is cool. You're cool, 
And again, well, so are you. Again, all things you're you're all things cool right now, mm-hmm. and you're driving, minding your own business. At least this is at night, by the way. When you see, I mean, your sunglasses could still be on. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, I wear my sunglasses at night. Yeah, you do. It's when a good you, song. It is a great song. It's also a good line of the blues, the blues brothers. Mm-hmm. It's dark. We got half a pack of cigarettes. We're wearing sunglasses. We miss it. Messed up the order there somehow. But. Who cares? Everyone gets the gist. If you haven't yeah. seen the Blues Brothers, you should. But you're driving, being a cool dude. Mind your own business. When you see an unhinged pickup truck maneuvering straight toward the intersection. Like it's crazy? It's just, I mean, it's just barreling like it's straight ahead. It's mentally unhinged. It's mentally of? unhinged. It's like laughing. Oh. It might not be doing it. Maybe it is. Flavortown's wild. Flavortown is freaking wild. It's showing no signs of letting up because in Flavortown, it's just pedal to the metal. Fuck yeah. It will not stop at the stop sign. By the way, you're also coming to the stop sign. You I'm know this. Stop sign. No one stopped. Cool stop <laughs> too cool to stop. No, we, there's no stopping on Flavor. Uh, well, there's at least no voluntary stopping because the uh, collision eviscerates you. Oh. You're flung into a nearby tree, leaving again one hell of a mark. The silhouette of maybe your face, shoulders, your physical body. You leave You leave an impression. Hell yeah, I do. Coolest impression around. And that impression means you're dead. Okay. But again, that doesn't necessarily mean you've left this earth. In fact, you see your own mangled body on the ground. Nice. Still looking cool. Still looking pretty fucking fire with that flame shirt. Those tips. I mean, you don't... We'll get to those, I guess, since that's part of the story now. We'll get to those. (laughs) A crowd is gathered. It's been a second. Mm -hmm. And your status among the living... Is going up. Yeah, well, it's been updated. Oh, okay. You are no longer one of them. Oh, You protest. This can't be, quote, dead. I'm not dead. I refuse to be dead. Too cool to die. I'm too cool to die. I'm too cool for school. And I'm too... Too cool to die. Exactly. If, there was no long pause there. Yeah, if I, was a, if I was a Bond movie, that'd be my title. Too cool to die. And it's just the cover is a picture of you dressed like Affietti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. I just... Okay. All right. I think I figured out my Halloween costume. I think year. you totally did. I think you totally did. Special Agent Flavortown. I don't know what a <laughs> double O cool. Who knows? This doesn't even make sense. Who cares? Are you guy dressed <laughs> up as a special agent? <laughs> you, yes. pull, you pull your wallet. It's just got your ID in it. Yeah. It's like a federal ID. Uh, I was trying to rhyme, rhyme something with die, but whatever. It doesn't matter. You're dead. Okay. You can't be dead. Again, you're protesting, but your head has been severed from your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Quote. I'll show these people. You say, but no one can hear you from behind this ghostly veil. Hmm. I mean, again, what makes a ghost? Trauma. Unfinished business. Being too cool to die. Being too cool to die. That's the unfinished business. I ain't done being cool. <laughs> My cool levels have not cool maxed out. I'm too cool for this shit. I can't be fucking dead. What 
Whatever could have caused this spirit to still attach itself to this mortal realm? I just answered that. I, th- I think it's too cool to die, <laughs> says the exorcist or the Sam and Dean Winchester show up. This thing is just too cool to die. Dean would definitely think it's too cool. You can't. And because it's Guy Fieri and you died in a flame shirt, you can't burn salt the bones. The fire doesn't affect you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. Too cool. What's your weakness? Cold? Yeah. They can freeze you? Maybe. I am too cool! And they just... <laughs> yeah. A ghost... Uh, ghostical? Anyways. You lost your mind. Your head. It's gone. Later. What? What makes a ghost? What happens to you? Well. You stop being a person. A human person. You become something else. You become a monster. A cool monster? A very cool monster. Okay. The intersection of 26 and 11 on Cable Line Road in Elkhart, Indiana. That's where you met your demise. It's a very specific place. Elkhart. I've been there. Yeah, also around uh, Jamestown or Jimstown. Literally, the nickname for like just Jamestown is, is Jimstown. It was in a couple, of the, one of the few sources I found here, so I'm just going to stick All with right, it. I'm going to leave. I did. Jamestown is Jimtown. <laughs> okay. Jimstown. But anyways, that's where we met your demise. Hmm. Cable Line Road in Elkhart, Indiana. You're no longer a human. You are a monster. You are the Cable Line Road monster. Or even the Cable Line monster. You are an unrested spirit. But do you become something more than just like a spirit? You might. You just might. Hmm. Perhaps you've become something more, you know, semicolon. Have you manifested your flesh? Are you a corporeal creature? Are you a troll-like creature? Are you a, quote, hairy bear-like animal, a swamp monster, or an alien? What the hell are you? Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. Or the cable line monster. That's who. What if you're just a guy? You're just a guy that looks like Guy Fieri. (laughs) So then people think they're haunted by Guy Fieri. Like, no. My name is Sam. This thing looks like Guy Fieri. He's fucking with us. Yeah, it's God. Yeah, no, man. We're not gonna. We don't believe your your lies. These lies in Flavortown. Again, you're the cable line monster. Maybe you've gone, but as the cable line monster, maybe you've gone completely off the deep end. Maybe you've forgotten who you were in your mortal life altogether. Who were you when you were alive? Maybe you weren't the cool guy we talked about. Maybe not. Maybe you've manufactured this fantasy in your post-life existence as a ghost. Maybe you were a fine young gentleman out on a late date with your gal pal. When you succumb to the need for sleep, you've been denying yourself because you've just been so busy. Uh Uh-oh. And you crashed into a tree, leaving a mark but maybe not leaving this world. Now, as you can see, whoever you used to be, this tree holds a significant place in your destruction. The tree's important. Yeah, real sudden stop. It's just boom, you're done. Locals say around your tree, lights flicker on and off, and random phone calls are made to which no one is on the other end. To the tree? Uh, If you're around the neighborhood of the tree. (laughs) No one's calling the tree. Hello? Why does the tree have a phone? (laughs) 
You walk up to it and no one's there. Yeah, but it's a fucking tree. Who'd you expect? <laughs> Who's ringing? Yeah, yeah. Don't you pick up phones that are ringing? What? Also, cars will rattle and shake when they drive by the tree. I'm assuming it's very localized, as in, like, it's a normal drive, then it's like, ah, and then it's normal again. Mm-hmm. Is this you attacking them? Are you attacking them? Adjacent Fieri? Yeah, I'm trying to hitch a ride to Flavortown still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm focused. I'm a ghost. I got one mission. Mm-hmm. I'm too cool, and I'm headed to Flavortown. Locals say shining a light near your tree reveals your soul. Still tethered to this place. Like you can see it in like the fog. It, it can get real hungry. foggy too here too. What? It looks hungry. It does look hungry. Hmm. But cool too. Does it want to maybe it wants to go into some drive-ins? Maybe some diners? <laughs> what about some dives? Yes. <laughs> Again, your soul could still be tethered to this place. But the most obvious indication of, you know, what happened to you is the imprint you left behind, your hellish demise, slamming into the tree. Again, your head was ripped from your body. See you. Never to be recovered. Then we're going to see those frosted tips again. Some people say if they drive down Cable Line Road, your decapitated head will appear on the hood of their car. Oh, shit. And you'll be staring them down. Like, ah, ah, just a lot of screaming at each other. I'm hungry. Ah, I'm scared. <laughs> but again, it's been so very long since you perished. Even the locals don't know who you really were. They just know the legends. Maybe in your past life you were a father driving home late at night with your son, or maybe you were the son hopping a ride with your dad. But either way, no matter who you are on this little tale, you slam into the tree, and it all ends. Mm-hmm. Who were you? What was your true origin story? Now, from a Facebook post on an article that I can no longer access, but I did find it, but it needed a uh, subscription service, so I didn't really dive into that bad boy. Um, had to subscribe to it. But anyways, it was a Facebook post from the Elkhart Truth um, website, and the article was called, Have You Ever Heard the Legend of the Cable Line Road Monster? Well, we're going to learn some stuff here, too. And we're going to look at it as our modern version of oral history, because what is Facebook but a public... I guess Facebook would argue it's not a public space, but it was most certainly and is a public space. So on this comment thread, we got some people relaying like stories or legends they've heard about the uh, the cable line road monster. So we're gonna do a few of these guys straight from the uh, these locals' mouths. All right, one lady says she's lived here her whole life, but she's never heard about this. And somebody goes, "It's in Jimtown by the museum." And then somebody talks shit about Elkhart. They call it South Bend's little brother in terms of violence. I don't need to get into that, but the point is that kind of people might think badly of this place. Okay. Let's see. Then somebody says, we seen a troll there. No lie. A troll. <laughs> and a woman in a dress. It could just be a person. Related? I Like at the same time? This is just what, I mean. I know. Is this but... four years ago? But right. No, no. Ask the questions. <laughs> These are the questions worth asking. Yeah, sorry, I looked at my screenshot, and because it's a screenshot of my phone, the time was wildly not what it is now, and I was like, what? I was like, it's 1.50. Oh, God. I was like, oh, my. 
We were abducted. We certainly were. Luckily, we didn't get laser acid. Did so that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know if the woman in the dress was hanging out with the troll. I don't know. I'm just saying. Somebody. I don't know. And then someone says there was a uh, Kelly says there was a butcher shop just west of this site. We used to go there as kids until it was closed. It sat empty for years. It caught fire about 15 years ago and was burnt to the ground. The story we were told was it was a motorcycle accident, and the guy hit the tree at a high rate of speed, and the mark on the tree was his impression from the wreck. Every year, the tree was spray-painted with the ghost's outline. The house on the corner where the tree stood was haunted. No one would stay living there for more than a few weeks to a month, and they would move out. And that talks about how, like, the place just kept getting sold. And then Connie has a tale to tell. I remember this tree. I was always told that it was a motorcycle that lost control and hit the tree. And yes, there was an indent in the tree, which I was told it was the guy's face who hit it. As the story was told to me, there were motorcycle tracks, skid marks, from the road to the tree. And the indent in the tree was like a print of the guy's face. But someone heard the crash called police but police drove out there and found nothing no bike or anyone injured so they left it's a good sentence mm-hmm. one night a few friends i was with wanted to go look at it i of course didn't because i always heard if you got close enough his spirit would haunt you i was like 15 we went and put the car lights on the tree and you could see the indent of course where Of course, we were too chicken to get out. We had the radio on. The next thing, the channels were switching back and forth. As teenagers, we were scared as shit. We got out of there, and the channels kept switching, and it wasn't the driver. He held his hands up to show us he wasn't doing it. It stopped about a few blocks down the road, and we never went back. Sad that the tree had to be cut down. It was part of a story that has been in Elkhart for many years. Oh, it's not there anymore? The tree's gone. That's why I said we're going to learn some stuff about this. Mm Mm-hmm. We just, we barely knew that tree. And then she talks about how one of her friends, she tags like one of her friends, but in the post, like it doesn't like, it's not like a tag. So she just typed like all a bunch of her friends' names and they're never notified there in this comment. That's fine. Anyways, somebody says, post the picture of the tree. Someone's like, it's been cut down. Then uh, Carrie says, I lived a half a mile down the road on CR 26. As a kid, we used to sneak down to the tree late at night with a bunch of our friends and try and scare each other especially the one that had never been there before. Then somebody else goes on to say, I heard of the accident also. I remember someone hammered marbles into the tree where the eyes would have been and made it look like someone was staring at you, especially if you were going west and stopped at the stop sign. That's fucked up. That's weird. Like they reflect back at you and you Mm -hmm. think it's like something out there. Then Elias says, I remember we were driving by that tree one time as kids and my dad told us that there had been an accident and a young lady died and that would occasionally, the bare spot would glow. And then Dennis goes, I don't remember that I said that it had been a woman. Oh, that looks like, that seems to be the father of Elias at the same last name. Interesting. But it goes on. The story in the 60s, yes, 1960s, that's also when this supposedly... um, I think took place. And also it was in an article that shared in like a college paper, like the 19, like 1967, mm-hmm. something like that. Oh my God. Nailed the car choice then. Yeah, it was, it was on point. We were manifesting the uh, correct decade. Mm-hmm. It's just a cool Corvette too. Absolutely. You'll have to show me it again when we're done recording. 
get a flame, flame and orange one. Mm-hmm. Was that it was had the story was about a man who was thrown from his car and made a full frontal imprint on the tree. Full frontal. I don't like it. I know, man. I just said what he put. It's not good. He's like, ah. <laughs> you can use your imagination as to what that might have looked like. I don't know. Anyways. I'm assuming he's clothed. I don't know. Whatever. The story glowed when the wound on the tree was fresh and headlights hit it. But everybody talks about how it glowed. But if some maniac put like marbles in there at night, that would do it. I like that idea. I'll never do that, though. I'm not going to hide marbles in places where spirits might be just to freak people out. I would never. Same thing happened just down from our house when a man was thrown from a Jeep. Well, this sounds like a... I didn't think to start a legend at the time. Maybe I can still come up with a good one. Oh, Dennis, you're feisty. The old Jeep Yeet. The Jeep Yeet? <laughs> That's insane. As for the Cable Line Monster, it lived in a low, wet area across from the WFRN studios. And then Lori says, I grew up a mile from there. What I always heard was a motorcycle crash into the tree, and his spirit haunts the area, not just the intersection. There was a little... What'd you say? <laughs> Oh, I thought you were shocked about something that I said. Oh, that's all right. There was a little meat market grocery store about a half mile away. That was reportedly haunted by him, too. So he's just, now you're a cool guy looking for meat? Trying to get this shit going. Trying to manufacture some shit. Incorporeal flavor town. Still trying to get the fucking flavor (laughs) down. I won't be denied. I won't be denied my flavor. This is my town. Mm -hmm. The meat's going missing. What's that smell? It smells delicious. There's just me outside, just like sizzling. Mm-hmm. You see like pepper and salt, like floating. It's phantom grilling. <laughs> oh my. It flips over. Does he have a catchphrase? I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> Probably. All right. I'll yeah, with, well, I want to know what this I'm ghost is. This we need thing. to know what the ghost is saying as it's gr- phantom grilling. Yeah, if you hear catchphrases. Apparently he's got catchphrases because it... It's got a bunch, huh? Peace, love, and taco grease. <laughs> <laughs> the Phantom Grilling Ghost just says peace, love, and taco grease. Holy moly stromboli. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking you on a road rocking trip down to Flavortown where the gravitational force of bacon warps the laws of space and time. Oh, my God. This is it's as great as the ghost is just saying this. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah? What's this one? No, it's just oh. that one. It just All got right. me. Yeah, it's a lot. And then imagine just walking outside, seeing a phantom grilling outside the meat market with stolen the stolen meats being grilled, and someone talks about bending space and time with their meat. Goes on to say, uh, if you see a black can in your rear mirror around this area, um, that it was him that you could manifest perhaps as a black cat. Never saw a black cat. Rose says, what I remember about it, I'm 49 years old, by the way, is someone was drag racing and his car spun out of control and somehow he was ejected and his body slammed into the tree. I remember before it was cut down, someone painted a face on it and if you'd shine your headlights, it would glow. Never knew if that was true. One of the funniest times, this is Martha. What did Martha have to say? One of the funniest times was going to Cable Line Road with my high school girlfriends and our friends that were and our friends that were boys heard they waited for us and it was one of the best Halloween moments of my life. Happy Halloween. 
Halloween, everyone. They spell Halloween so terrible. H O L L O W E E. Halloween. That's all it says. There's an A in there, and there probably should be an N. All right, then somebody's bitching about how this isn't a front page news story because they just can't have fun during Halloween. Then Martha chimes back in and types Halloween, but spells it wrong again, which is funny. <laughs> she's adamant on it. Yeah, it's almost like sarcastic at this point. Like she's just owning it. All right, a lot of people just enjoy this story. And then Bethany goes. I used to live down that way, and we'd pass that tree every day to go to school. I remember being cut down. We told the story because no one would ever stay in that house. People wouldn't move in and then immediately move out. It was never occupied for long. Of course, I don't believe in that stuff, but we said the ghost was why that happened. Hee <laughs> hee. It's funny this story comes up so many years later. Moving south, I almost forgot about it. We'll be sharing with my family. Just a couple more here. But like the point is like these are people's own accounts and like they remember this being talked. I didn't have any stories like this when I was like that we just knew about, like hauntings. Not around here. Did besides the creepy cemetery, I guess that would count. Yeah, so that's exactly that we've that we've talked about. That we've talked about. That's true. That's true. That counts. That's fine. But like it's a cemetery. It's creepy. The satanic cult. I guess every I guess every town at least does have one. Mm-hmm. I grew up on a farm. All right, Brent, what do you got to say on this farm? On CR 113, and we have a graveyard with headstone from the 1800s, and my mother is buried in the new part that is owned by Concord County. We walk through the graveyard almost every day in the summertime to go swimming in the pond. Very creepy at night. It used to be all farmland. Now it's all houses everywhere. At night, that area was very creepy. That was Brent's story. Good job, Brent. And then someone named Michael just like, Brent, what's up, brother? And that's the end of that conversation. And then Matt says, my dad said on one late October night back in the 50s that two kids were pulled off the road necking. He proceeds to tell us that that means kissing, in case you didn't know. I thought that meant debating. Yeah, they were absolutely debating. Lost in emotions. Oh, boy. They were definitely debating. It was a heated debate. Mm -hmm. They completely lost track of time. Sounds like a debate. When the girl saw what time it was, she told him that if they didn't hurry, that she would be late. Her boyfriend tore out of that place they were at because he didn't want his girlfriend to get in trouble. Going too fast, wet leaves on the road, you know what happened. Head up on the tree. Head on into the tree. It's been said that kids would go down there to park and in the heat of passion see the face of the, you know, trails off. Creature. Ghost. Spirit. Again, talks about two local high school kids. Someone says one lost control, ejected from the tree from the car, hit the tree. And then just these last two. I got two last ones for you, all right. Murtis. It was a strange looking tree with an imprint. After the insurance office moved out, no one lived in the house very long. Several families moved in and out of there and didn't stay very long. Just said that. We were always curious as to why they did that. The tree was cut down, and now the house has been occupied for many years with the same owner. I thought that everyone in this to- in this area knew about the ghost in that house, which is on the southwest corner. I just noticed that she changed the location of the story. By the way, I do not believe in ghosts, but it was fun to tease the kids about. 
mini one. Jack says that so you're supposed to be at Gravity Hill on Cable Line Road where you can stop your car, and your car would go up the hill without giving it no gas. No gas. Just go up. Without no gas. I guess he would try it. It's double negative. Yeah, giving it no gas. Would go up the hill without giving it no gas. So he'd give it gas, huh? <laughs> Whenever he tried to do that, his car would just slide backwards. Tara. So fascinating that I was reminiscing on this story and happened to find this on Google, which led me, and this article is like from nine years ago, is what it said. Um, find this on Google, which led me to this three-year-old thread. I am stoked that most comments resemble the story my mom told me as a kid. I remember asking her many times to tell me a story about uh, Cable Line Road and her experience going down it many times as an adolescent. And she did tell me every time I asked. It was very upsetting that I've read the tree has been cut down. I guess I waited too long before going to scope it out myself. My mom's version is of a man. Zach, how cool are you in this story? Oh, still being very fucking cool. What do you think the next cool thing you're going to do is? You're cool. A burnout. Close, but you're on a motorcycle. Driving fast. Are you being pursued by anyone? Uh, you're being the cool cha- police. You're being chased. The fun police. You're being chased by the cool and fun police because you're breaking all the laws. Because you're just too cool. It's illegal to be as cool as you are. Mm-hmm. There's a motorcycle running from the police. His head and shoulders were imprinted. Oh, she just jumps straight to the point. Jesus Christ! His head and shoulders were imprinted on the tree, and some random person painted eyes on the tree, and it would follow you as if watching you. Who was this psycho who did this? Because everyone's <laughs> like the same thing. You know what I mean? They're marking the tree. Yeah, they're like, hey, this thing's watching you. You never see the sudden tree till it's way too late. That's true. Yeah, so they're actually doing people a favor. Ah! Mm-hmm. Or if you're about to fly into it, you see this horrifying marble glowing painted tree. Like, what the fuck? Boom. She also told me about how the radio stations would change on their own, and it would be so eerie. Also, as you're passing the tree, if you go slow enough, the car would shut off and coast past the tree, and you can't start it up until you're past it. Hmm. Well, she also read that there was a South Bend couple in 1958 heading home, and the man ran the stop sign and crashed into the tree. His wife was projected from the car and sustained serious head injuries, which she died in Elkhart three hours later. So maybe, so it could have been her imprint on the tree. And a lot of the retellings come from a woman named Mrs. Fisher. She's mentioned in some other um, article that I have too. And I fibbed to you, this is the final one. And then I got a map to kind of show Jamestown and Elkhart, kind of what it looks like. But before that, just to throw more of a legend. Oh, what? No, that's, she's just talking about a Bigfoot. Fuck it. The Boggle Creek Bigfoot that traveled the creek clear from Louisiana and up. There was a report of a guy and girl making out. No, they were debating about things. They heard scratching on the car. The car had huge nail marks in the roof or hood. I don't remember which. I'm 60 years old, so I was born in 1958. In the 80s, the activity seemed to calm down. What? What? (laughs) Yeah, I'm 60 years old, so I was born in 1958. So this was... 2018. Yeah, her post was five years ago, so that checks out. And they talk about the house that they think was haunted is no longer there. But uh, 
he kind of paints a picture of this local legend that was floating around this town. Mm-hmm. And then here's just like Jamestown's in the bottom, but then like Elkhart, you know, like a town, just an Indiana town. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a, just a town. But the tree is no longer there. There also was a, uh, I found this picture because at one of the fairs or whatever, they made, you know, I don't think this character is as much of a character as it should be. But here's a, uh, the Jimtown spirit captures the cable line monster. I mean, you tell me what this looks like. What does that look like to you inside this cage? What's that look like to you? It looks like a dick. It looks like a giant dick. <laughs> it looks like a giant dick. <laughs> and it's from Jimtown. Jamestown? Not a John's. John's. All right, that's enough. But yeah, it's, it looks like a giant dick with hands grabbing it at looks a cage. Like a giant dick. <laughs> that's going to be the episode picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a giant penis monster. <laughs> what the fuck? You live life as a cool guy, Fiat clone, and in death, you're just a giant penis monster. Uh. Phantom grilling, talking about flavored town outside of the meat market. <laughs> How do you make a mountain you know, out of a molehill? There was an impression on a tree. And whether anybody hit it or not, if anybody slammed into it, still up for a vague debate, probably never happened. Or maybe it did. Mm-hmm. But this tree inspired basically a whole town. And eventually it was cut down, so we can't really see it anymore. Had to be weird looking, at least. It had to get... There had to be something going on. And if you want to talk like... Somebody definitely could have crashed into it. Absolutely. I mean, all these intersections. We've seen it. There's a bunch of weird ones out here. Yeah. Just the wrong turn. Whoosh. But, I mean, it could be... I mean, all the things. Yeah. Motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Couples. But, yeah. I mean, one man's weird tree might just be another man's cable line road monster. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's the kind of a quick banger story about the cable line road monster um i was looking for creepy stories came mm-hmm. across that one and just the fact that it's just wild you know that the tree imprint huge and you know semi-unique cute little yeah spooky stories town you know mm-hmm. but yeah cable line road monster who i believe lord his lore just got a little bit wilder a little cooler <laughs> a little <laughs> way cooler the coolest yeah but yeah, if anybody has uh, their own stories about the Cable Line Road Monster, or again, any th- creepy stories from where you live, or even adjacent places you live, places you've been to, you know, things you've heard people say, secondhand stories are always cool. Mm-hmm. You can let us know at podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a review on the, uh, wherever you're able to leave those reviews. Mm-hmm. We see them. Support us on the patreon.com slash weird and feared. Um, well, yeah, just, uh, I mean, we live by the rule of cool. Hell yeah. And uh, I hope you do too. Yeah. Enjoy your travels to Flavortown. Hell yeah. And stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky. <laughs>